Good morning. Welcome to today's devotion. Well, today we're going to talk about understanding grace. You see, I want to start off by saying, when you think of the word grace, what does grace really mean to me and you? Is this something I just say when I'm eating my meal? And honestly, if I'm real with you growing up all the way until my adulthood, that's the only thing that I understood grace to be all about. So this morning, we want to ask the Father, the Holy Spirit, and Jesus to come in and teach us this lesson on grace and understanding. Father, we give way to you. We give way to inviting the Holy Spirit, the counselor, the teacher, the the comforter to come in and give us the words of Jesus. Show us how to apply grace in our life and to receive it as well as to give it to others. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, can I start off with the bottom line scripture? Your memory verse and our memory verse for this week is, guess what? It's on grace, but it's a simple verse. It's Romans 6, 14. And it says it like this, and it says, for sin will no longer be a master over you. Since you are not under the law, which means a slave, but under grace, which is unmerited, as a recipient of God's favor and mercy. I'm reading the Amplified Version, whatever version you want to read and memorize, but that's your memory verse. So you see, grace is God's unmerited favor. It's nothing you or I can do to earn it. You see, I want to say it like this. Everyone likes uh, getting free gifts, right? Well, the Father gave us a free gift without requiring me or us to provide anything to him in return. The problem is, is sometimes my thinking has been contaminated by the wrong worldview. You know, I'm used to people coming back down to me down the road and wanting something in return. They give me something, and hey, but there's some sort of motive, so this can contaminate our thinking. And I must ask, I've been those that kind of person too, so let me not judge. You see, when I was younger, and please don't judge me, I would take a, a young woman out for dinner and a movie, but at the end, my whole Motive was because my expectation was wanting something in exchange for what I did. See? But unlike that, and, and because of that, some jokers are, are immature just like myself. And so we may uh, mess with somebody's thinking, and that's how the way the Lord 
looks at it. So it's hard for us to understand that we have this great God that's willing to give us something for nothing. And can I, can I be real with you? Because we could even growing up and even as my children were growing up, I would say, hey, go go out there and go clean your room and then you can go outside or I will buy you something if you do do this. So you see, this is not giving people a true understanding of what grace is all about. Can I back up? Because God gave us grace. So that means in there has been something that's due. We messed up. You know, we were adulterous, we were liars, we were murderous, meaning anger. May not you may not have murdered somebody physically, but the Lord says that if you you can murder somebody by being so upset and being so angry. I'm going to the scripture. In Romans 1, we're going to back up from 14. It says, for believers, because of God's grace, does that give us the right to sin? This is where Paul was directing us herein. If we're having a sin struggle, we, we, what shall we say to all of this? Should we continue in sin and practice sin as a habit so that God's gift of grace may increase and overflow? Certainly not. How can we, the very one who died to sin, continue to live in it any longer? Hmm. That's a word for someone, for me, for you. So just because what Paul is saying is just because in Romans chapter 6, um, uh, verses 1 through 14. Just because I receive grace, does that mean I can continue to sin and to do the things that I do? Does, does that mean that as a Christian, I can continue to sleep around? Um, because I was one of them people that said, hey, God's grace is with me, so he understands me. Well, what Paul is saying is, once we die, and you guys can understand this analogy. When somebody is dead, they're dead. There's nothing, unless Jesus resurrect them, they're dead, period. The body is dead, period. There's, in other words, so, but what Jesus is saying is because he died and he was buried and he was resurrected, this represents as a Christian that we die, the old person, the old habits, the old patterns have died. We don't keep crucifying Christ. He's only died but one time for us. And that means that that sin, that old person, that old habits, we know that no longer has the power to give way. So we can, we are fine to say that we're dead in sin. So let me move on. It says, so are you, in verse three, are you ignorant of the fact that all of us who have been baptized into Christ were baptized into his death? And we have therefore been buried with him through baptism and death. So that 
Just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory and the power of the Father, we too might walk habitually in the newness of life, abandoning our old ways. And what they're saying is, when we go to baptism, baptism is a representation of us publicly identifying ourselves as saying that we're making a stand and we're turning our life over. So we're going public and we're saying, hey, I'm baptized. I'm being baptized as Christ was. So that old person is now dead and I'm being resurrected into this new life. So now I'm resurrected. And so my new life begins. So with that, the power through the Holy Spirit is giving me the power to ward off any sins habitually because we all sin, but we don't make a practice or a habit. So we're not sinners because we don't practice sin, but we do sin and we have an advocate, which is Jesus Christ. That's a new, another message for another time. For if we have become one with him permanently united in in the likeness of his death, we would also be in the likeness of his resurrection. That's verse five. Verse six, we know that our old self, which means our human, old human nature without the Holy Spirit was nailed to the cross with him in order that our body of sin might be done away with so that we no longer be slaves to sin. For the person who has died with Christ has been free from the power of sin. So here it is. So we don't make excuses for the things that we do. And this whole wonderful Romans 6 is a chapter for believers like me and you that struggle with understanding sin and understanding that we can overcome habits of smoking. We can under, overcome. If you're a believer in Christ, there are certain things that you can and you have the power. If you allow and identify yourself with Christ and you say, well, how? Allowing the word to, to come inside of you and asking the Holy Spirit to give you the strength and the power. When you get the revelation of what God has done and what he can do in your life, you can overcome anything. Now, is there certain things that it's a process? Yes. But the more and more you take this, just like, a, as I said before, in a different devotion, it's like <coughs> Alka-Seltzer. As you take Alka-Seltzer and puff in the fizz-fizz, puff-puff, fizz-fizz, all of that stuff, oh, what a relief it is. There is a relief that goes out throughout your body. And you can't see what's going on in the inside. But something is taking place on the inside. And it's evident on the outside. So it's an inside job, not an outside job. Some, of, some people try to fix the outside instead of working on the spirit, which is inside of them. So therefore... You, you know, we cut our hairs, we dress up, but really in the inside, what needs to be cleaned up is what's on the inside. We need to give way to the Holy Spirit. So as I shut down today's devotion, 
I want to use this practical message to you. A few years ago, after the death of my mom, I was driving. It was late. Had a van full of my kids. <laughs> my brother was there. We were right after we received the news that my mom had passed away. We drive all the way to Chicago. It's in the wintertime. And right when we got ready to park, it's maybe about 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning, this car suddenly pulls up beside me, and a guy immediately starts yelling. You know, I was getting ready to park in this spot. You're trying to take my spot. And I said, look, man, I'm, look, I ain't, I'm, right now I'm not. <laughs> this is a wrong time. What do you mean? You, you want to fight? And at that moment, I, I could have got out, fight, because of the pain and everything that I was going through. But what I did instead, I said, sir, I apologize. Go ahead. Take this spot. It's not that serious. And as I looked over, his wife and his family was in a car. See, once you understand grace, it's like understanding that I'm wrong. And despite how nasty and I may deserve to get beat down, but God says, no, I'm going to let it go. Instead, I'm going to take your place instead. I'm going to let you go. I'm going to let you have that spot. This this spot in life to where there's a newness and you're welcome and you're free. So there's not going to be any fighting here. There's not going to be any pain here for you. You're not going to get what you deserve, but I'm going to give you something that you don't deserve, which is grace because of the unmerited love. So as we close, you may need to understand God's love and God's grace. He's not a God that requiring you to do this and do that. You don't have to, as I used to hear people say, I'm going to go to church once I get myself right. I'm going to do this. I'm going to, once I stop smoking, no, that's, you, you don't go to the car wash after it get clean. You go to the car wash to get your car clean. You don't say, hey, I'm going to get my car clean and then I'm going to go to the car wash. It's useless. So today, as we pray, I, I need to talk to some of you today. I want to pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, for my friends and my family, help us to understand how grace is. Grace is your love. It's all on you, and it has nothing to do with me and us. It's already a free gift. Give us peace as we accept all that you've done, even when we deserve something we don't even deserve it. Thank you for dying for us. Thank you for just bringing us into this new life. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a wonderful day.